What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. And that's you. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Nothing. I got money. Man, shout out to the Coach Gang, and this is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Shout out to the Nasty Boys, the Feet Gang, female pictures, feet picture, feet picture, female gang in the building. All right. Some of you guys owe me some feet pictures. How dare you? And uh, shout out to the brothers that have been looking at girls in them yoga pants that ain't jumped in the shower in the last three days in here. And that's you. all right. Shout out to everybody, man. And uh, this is the wake up show, part of the free agent lifestyle, part of the free agent lifestyle podcast. And I forgot to upload my podcast yesterday, but you guys are getting the episodes uploaded today. You guys are going to get double and triple hit, so it's all good. Appreciate y'all for being here anyway. Anyway, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about, and this is uh, somebody super chatted this yesterday, or they hit me up on the cash app related to this. By the way, there you go. Uh, my headphones just went out, I lost my audio. <laughs> all right. I thought I charged my headphones. I'm a mess coming from last weekend. But anyway, uh, I do have backup pair of headphones. Let's go ahead and attach to the backup head pair of headphones in the building. All right. There we go. Now I can hear myself. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to everybody. Uh, the, shout out to everybody. Hey, listen, today we're going to talk about uh, dating and marriage. We're going to go back to the future. Somebody asked me this question yesterday, and I happened to happen upon a video that was talking about what it's going to look like in 2030 overall for our society. But as you guys know, all right, these are all things that, that CGA has predicted. I have predicted in my book, the evolution, where are we going? Something's got to give. We are at that point of the world. Anyway, shout out to my milk dud head in the building. Shout out to that chocolate head. Anyway, check this out. Hit the like button. Let's light the stream to let your voice be heard. Dollar sign, CGA Live on the Cash app is the fastest way to do it. You can get right on your little phone, get your little fingers to working. Okay. Uh, uh, somebody said I misspelled Karen Apocalypse. I'll fix all of that later. All right. So um, anyway, and and uh, hit me up on the PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. We are in the building. I barely got back in my chair. I forgot I set the, the stream to 840. I was chilling. I was not chilling. I was ready to just uh, do something else. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm supposed to be on. Is this thing on? All right. Uh, anyway. So uh, what are we going to talk about here? Dating and marriage. But I got a great couple of stories leading up to that. As you guys know, this is a podcast. Sit back and relax. It's not a 10 minute video. All right. I know you want to get to your prawn hub as early as possible, but I do a podcast format. All right, where I get the yapping for two and a half and three hours. All right, I don't know how I do it, but I get it done. All right, so uh, first story that I'm going to share with you before we get into it kind of leads into the direction of the episode. Check this story out. Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick, all right. The race car driver or former race car driver reveals, and I don't even know how this is even news. Danica Patrick on removing her breast implants and being single. She says, when the right guy comes along, I'll know it. And that's you. <laughs> oh, boy. This is the direction that a lot of women are going in, unfortunately. 
They believe they got all the time in the world. Danica Patrick, Patrick recently the 40-year-old, the 40-year-old. Oh, boy. And she still got time, she says. The 40-year-old went under the knife once more, but this time it was to remove the breast implants. Oh, my Lord. What does she say here about her single, single life? All right, she was out here. Wasn't she uh, dating that football player, Aaron Rodgers, for a minute? Here's Danica Patrick. Uh, the Tosh 2.0 has a fantastic joke about Danica Patrick. Uh, there she is. Apparently, she got her little bolt ons on because uh, she had the bird chest. Uh, she's got she's a little bit, you know, muscular around the musculature around the tricep in the shoulder area. Uh, but but it, and let me tell you something. She's not ugly or anything, but. Uh, it's going to be tough for her to find a man from 40 and beyond. I'll be keep telling young ladies this, but they don't believe us. They think, oh, I'll just find the right guy. What happened? Where did all the men So go? Tosh 2.0, I believe, had a great joke. He was talking about Danica Patrick because everybody would say Danica Patrick, the race car driver, is hot. They'd be like, oh, she's so hot. And he was kind of like, well, she's hot for a race car driver. <laughs> she was like. You know, female athletes, people tend to say they're hot or pretty or attractive, but they're attractive for a female athlete. Like if you put them in the if you put them in a lineup of hot women and line them up, Danica Patrick doesn't line up with hot women. But if you put her in a race car with a helmet, all of a sudden and her hair's flowing out, all of a sudden she's hot. So she had he had a great joke about that. Uh, and that's true of female athletes. A lot of times they are, you know, if they are somewhat good looking. They look good, and you're like, oh, she's amazing. Well, she's amazing standing next to eight female athletes. And then Danica Patchen's amazing looking standing next to eight or 18 NASCAR drivers or open-wheel IndyCar drivers. Yeah, she's going to look very attractive, all right? But in relationship to the, the whole grand scheme of the marketplace, she's very average, all right? Very, very average. Um, so anyway, uh, here she is right here. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. I'm going to pass. Woo! Them some man hands, man. I'm going to pass. I, Danica Patrick, I'm going to just go ahead and pass on this one. But here's the next part of the story that makes me a little bit nauseous. Danica Patrick, um, <laughs> uh, why are you discussing removing your breast implants? I mean... Here's what the here's what's happening. She got the breast implants for somebody specifically. And by the way, she's talking about her breast implants. So then that means I can talk about them. It's not like I'm talking about them. And she was like, well, you're you're outing me about my implants. She was the one that talked about it. So I don't want to hear anybody hurt feelings of me shaming her about her breast implants. She was the one who actually talked about it. And she said she was experiencing side effects from a breast plant illness, which I understand. I actually had a client that had this type of surgery all right because her breast plant implant was leaking and it was causing her to have fatigue but typically what happens is breast implants many people don't know uh because i actually trained a plastic surgeon too they they are recommended to be redone every 10 years all right so you're supposed to redo them every 10 years but most women don't uh because they can't afford it they could barely afford the first process and they got a sugar daddy and then after that then they were able then after that they're probably 38 or 36 or 35 when they got them when they were 25 and by 35 or 40 they're already divorced they're already struggling financially and they can't afford to redo them 
they can't afford to redo them. I know a woman that's like that. She's uh, one of those Orange County mills. And uh, she had her breast implants, like, you know, when she got married and she married a doctor, an uh, engineer doctor. And then when all was good, he put new implants in her. Of course, she they got divorced, which is their 40% chance of getting divorced if you give your wife breast implants. And um, now they're, they look good with clothes on, but without clothes, they're lopsided, one saggier than the other. It looks like a, 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 looks like a, a rock with a sock in it, a sock with a rock in it, right? It's they're droopy. They're droopy with the little like you can actually do like this and you can feel the implant. You can do like this and feel the implant. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's the crazy things that people do. You can do like this and the implant. You can see the implant flip. Shit is shit is crazy. It's a real mind F when you see it. Uh, But anyway, somebody says YouTube slowing me down. OK. A sock with a rock in it. All right. It looks like a saggy sock with a rock in it. So it's just crazy. I'm not a big implant fan. I'm I way past that. All right. They're actually they're actually it's a no play zone. All right. Many times they're not sensitive around that area. So you're playing with it and they just looking at you like many times or sometimes it's even uncomfortable for you to lie on them. Like if you're lying on top of them, if they're really big, the ones with the really big ones, they're it's actually uncomfortable for them. Because you're pressing your shoulders, your your chest against their chest, and then they're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're oh, you're hurting my implant. It's crazy. And so I did have a client once that her breast implant was leaking, and it was caused, it was getting into her her system, her system. And then um, I, she was she couldn't even get an appointment with her original doctor. I think her original doctor was like, <laughs> like I'm out of here. All right, but um. Then I hooked her up with my guy that was a plastic surgeon. He was like, you lucky. She's lucky that you got her in here because she would have been she would have been dead after a certain period of time. It was leaking so much in her system. So, um, yeah, anyway, anyway. Uh, so Danica Patrick thinks she got time when the right guy comes along. I'll know it. She I, I don't want to out her, but something tells me I don't know if she really liked dudes. I don't know. Uh, being a female athlete and all, I've known female athletes for a long time. She might just be, you know, because she dated Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, everybody assumed that she was Aaron Rodgers' beard. Typically, people do that, that are celebrities. If they're both, if they both have, you know, alternative lifestyles, they'll merge together and they'll do each other a solid. So that could be happening as well. That's just all that right there is not even opinion. That's just speculation. That's just speculation on my part. So that's nothing that I'm going to say I'm predicting. But, uh, you know, knowing knowing the circumstances, I would probably venture to say that that could be true. All right. That could be true. Somebody says <laughs> Danica did Aaron a solid. And then they also did they also did uh, Danica a solid. Anyway, let's uh, thank you for that one. We introduced the show. We're ready to get into the rest of the show. What do we got? Mr. Junkman says the 2020 26. 202026 Communitas Struggle Olympics on NBC. That was yesterday. Octavius Mooborn says monkeypox will stop midterm elections in November. Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh man. I don't know why you man. It, it, I mean, gosh, if that's the case, they are they are literally 100% behind swinging these elections and manipulating them. With these diseases, I mean, what kind of world do we live in? And who's still falling for this mess? 
All right, I don't know, man. Uh, we're going to call you Jalen C. Your message is life-saving. I also joined on Locals. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for joining on Locals. By the way, members-only content, exclusive content, you're not going to find here on YouTube, over on Greg, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. What do you get over there when you get the weekly seeking arrangement streams, which is the ultimate most modern dating site? It's getting destroyed, by the way, because the normies have discovered it. And the normies are coming over there with their bumble attitudes and their low, uh, their their tender attitudes and their plenty of whales attitudes, and they're just absolutely ruining ruining the site. So, with that being said, uh, people are coming over there with unrealistic expectations, and they're they're actually going to they're going to ruin the site within a year. Uh, but there's other ones like that, and we'll explore that as well. That's what you get over there. You get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. Shout out to David. He says, good morning, coach. Appreciate you. Good morning, sir. XL Pro Services on the cash app. Dollar sign CGA Live says, respect to the coach gang in the building. Respect to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all. Hey, Ryan says, I got money. He says, you've got money. And I, you got money. And you got money. Shout out to everybody that got money. And Tech One says, thank you for your advice going overseas, coach. Appreciate you for that one. Um, uh, a lot of people are looking for ways. Hey, when I give you these predictions and these stats about 2030, if you think it's bad now, it's going to be about five times as bad going into 2030. All right, because this train is not stopping. There's too much government incentive and not only that, uh, consumerism that is going to drive us to a division of the genders, meaning we're going to be capable of living apart but uh what do you call it fraternizing with each other on occasions all right this is going to be the majority i know people are going to come over here the normies are going to come over here and they're going to be mad at me right they're going to be mad at me they're going to say this is sad and all you have to do is is possible they're going to come over with all of this bullshit and i'm going to show you the data i'm going to show you the data they're they're predicting this coach is predicting this it's, it's not changing. Hold on for a second. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Yeah, they're going to be gray and old. Hey, the good old days are gone. The good old days are gone. The 90s are gone. All right, your wannabe mayor, player, Mac, dating coach, dead. <laughs> yeah, the white picket fence era is over. The baby boom era is over. It's done. Uh, and 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 to think that there's going to be anything that's going to be greater than what we saw back in the Generation X baby boomer days, you, to think that is coming back, you're out of your freaking mind. I mean, what data do you have to assume that? That's just nothing but the hope strategy. And if you missed the 1990s, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, by the way, the 80s were out of control too. <laughs> right? The 80s were out of control. I mean, um, but uh, it's it's over for for that. We have to reshape our mind to what's forward. And this is what we're doing. This is because now I'm telling you where to go forward now. So if a guy says going overseas is going to be his best option because uh, for for better or for worse, uh, the dating marketplace and the baby, the, the birthing babies in this time, is not it's going to be a great risk. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Shout out to Juan Primeras. He says, morning, coach. Patrick Mahomes got baby number two 
on the way. All right. So I was going to talk about that, but I'll talk about it quickly right here. Give them the buzzer. This girl, Brittany Matthews, knows how to play the game when it comes to suburban uh, white uh, uh, flatbacks. They know how to play the game. All right. When it comes to suburban, and she's kind of a country. I don't know what to call her, but she, you know, she's typically she knows how to play the game. How to play the game is get to that investment stage right away. Somebody says, what's the solution? Oh, you've been here before. I was going to get on you. All right. I was like, you know, the solution, the free agent lifestyle is the solution. All right. Read the book. But flatbacks and blondies, they know how to play the game. What is the game? Get to the investment stage as fast as possible. There's no delay game. There's none of the. So you can tell you can tell she's been well trained and well versed. Get to the investment stage and get through it as fast and as young as possible. She will keep herself financially secure because, look, yeah, she kind of trailer parkish, but but the dirty white girl she is. But here's what she's thinking, because she's got to be around 26, 27. Maybe I can't remember. By the time she pushes out the her three babies, they'll have three babies. By the time she pushes them all out, she'll be 30, 31, 32. By that time, Patrick Mahomes will be 31, 32. He might play till he's 35 and 36 if, if he stays healthy. Then, then she gets to enjoy the phase of getting the kids through the school era and then bait and switching his ass at the end of his career. She's solid, man. She Look, I can't blame her for what she's doing. That matter of fact, she pushed the first baby out before they were even legally married. She was like, push that baby out. And that's you. And so she's going to push Patrick Mahomes outside the door. She's going to push him out right at the tail end of his career. All right. And then get his money off the top. Right. She's going to get that split money off the top. All right. Dude, This she's genius. She's doing exactly what you should be afraid of as a man, but exactly what women should be doing instead of playing this cock carousel riding finesse game all the way to 40. See, instead of doing the Danica Patrick, right? See, Danica Patrick thinks she's smart. You know how she's looking right here. I'm very smart woman. No, you're not. You're dumb. All right. You didn't, you didn't even get no come up. All right. Brittany Matthews, on the other hand, that's a smart woman. And that's you. She got it. She's secure. She secured the bag. All right. She ain't got to work another day in her life. <laughs> Oh, man. Somebody says, how do you become a sponsor? Right there, right-hand side, dollar sign CGA Live. Yeah, man, I can't blame her. I can't blame her, man. One bit, she did it. She played her hand exactly right. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, you're going to learn, son. You must learn. Shout out to Josh Richardson. <laughs> we'll come back to that one. Shout out to Intech One says, with feminism, society will crumble within 50 years. Uh, that's kind of what I was saying in the book, The Evolution. I actually looked upon uh, what we would do, and I said about 50 years from now, it'll be an absolute disaster. Now, that was before C-19. C-19 is only going to accelerate uh, the inevitable. And people were like, what's going to happen, guys? There'll be a society. You'll, you'll, be, you'll, be, um, you'll be taking advantage of as a man. All right. Women will be they'll be taking advantage of you. You think uh, <laughs> they'll be all out sexually assaulting you. I mean, they'll be bullying you by this particular point and you'll take it. Guys, you'll like it. You'll, you'll like it. They'll be literally just coming up and just 
fondling you and you go, you're going to think this is cool, but they're going to be just taking advantage of you. <laughs> and they're going to be doing things to you that you don't even want to be done. See, you think it's cool. All right, I'll let them. No, they're going to be doing things to you that you don't want either. All right. But dude, I know you don't believe me on this one. They'll be all out just taking advantage of y'all. Especially the betas. I, I could get graphic on this one, but I'm going to stop. All right, I'm going to stop. They're going to be strapping on to betas. I'm just, and you'll like it. And I, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Hold on for a second. <laughs> How dare you? You know where it's going to start? It's going to, yeah, banana in the tailpipe. That's what I, banana in the tailpipe on betas. And you know where it's going to start. It's going to start in the black community first. I, I'm, I'm giving you my predictions too fast. Broomstick betas. Yep. What they're, what they're going to do, because I'm giving y'all too much too early. All right. But hang in tight. Hang in tight. This is how it's going to go. They're going to be bigger than you. They're going to be larger than you. Okay. On the, on the average, they're going to be larger than you. And it, they're going to target betas who are just happy to be there. This is 50 years from now. And they'll be full all out. And you'll like it. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> and she's going to say, because look, I know people are like, no. Okay, they're already telling you you're a phobic if you don't like trans. Is it a man? Trans woman? I don't know what it's called. But some dudes are going to be like, all right, I'll accept. You see where I'm going with this? Do you see where I'm going? I have I know there's a lot of pause in here. You see where I'm going? So right now in 2020, they're already saying you're a phobic if you don't participate with trans women. Now that's gonna there are certain dudes that are gonna go with it because they ain't getting no peace leave from women. They're already out of that market. So they're gonna go there. And then they're gonna be people, they're gonna be women. They might be have been men before, but they're gonna be women that are larger than you. It's going to be crazy, bro. I know people think this is crazy, but I see. I've been to the future already. I live in the year 2030. You'll be taking the banana and the tailpipe strapped on, Sal, and you'll like it. They'll just be all out just grabbing dudes right off the street. Come on. And you'll be like, thank you, Lord. I'll have it. I'll have some. You see what I'm saying, guys? It, it'll start right there in Atlanta. Atlanta is going to be the home stomping grounds of this particular culture. They're already doing it, by the way. Hold on. They're already doing this. <laughs> Y'all think I'm crazy, but I, I know what's up. And I've never seen any of this, so I'm going to stop you right there, sir. <laughs> and I've never participated in anything like this, but... Hold on to your hats. I know you don't believe me, but what you don't understand is there's, there's a culture of men that are young right now that are getting no action from women. Zero. And the absence of that, I know people are like, well, then they'll just be robots. Before we even get to robots, there's going to be this transition of men that are now between the ages of 15 and 25. They get in zero action right now. If, if, if anything, they'll, they'll in another 10, 15, 20 years, they'll be fully like, okay, I'll take this as opposed to nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, man, hold on to your freaking hats. 
And this is not doom and gloom. I'm literally giving you a warning of the debauchery you're going to see. It's going to be nutso. So it's it's going to be down low first. Then it'll come out to a situation where you'll start seeing it in the movies. Prawn will start promoting it. Dudes will be, oh, well, you know, I'll take that. Shout out to Mr. Gourmet. He says, Coach Gang, best part of the day. This is where we have fun and we let loose in here. Who is in here? Gemini Ryder says she's a 10, baby. Sorry, Coach. Inflation sucks. Oh, dude, there was a guy talking about this. I wonder if this was you. I've been talking about that as well, but I've been talking about the inflation of, of you know, the, the inflation of women's sexual marketplace value. So I wonder if this is you. But I talked to a guy on a coaching call that says he has a chart. I'm waiting for him to email it, uh, a graph about this inflation of uh, the marketplace value of women at a certain age. And what they do is they inflate their, they, they have a self-inflation, then they have a simp inflation. and then then they have a false idea of who they are. And then they end up 37, 39, 40, like Danica Patrick talking about, oh, one day, you know, one day I'll find my man. My Prince Charming will come one day at 40. Wait, she's still single at 40. So when is the dude coming? I'm waiting. Pause. <laughs> Last one, Justin G. Uh, women can get into a relationship whenever, right? That's what they think. They cannot, though. They're having trouble with that. They think, I'll get everything straight. So I could focus on my career. And then I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll just, a guy will just give me a relationship. Well, it's not going to be the guy they want. And this is where they're going to have a problem. Where They're going to say what? What happened? Where did all the men go? That's, what this, that's what's going to happen. So uh, strange times that we're going to live in. Uh, let's see. I'm going to check the PayPal. And we got Patrick Mahomes out. We got Danica Patrick out. Thank you for uh, super chatting about those. And then I'm going to check the PayPal, and then we're going to go on with the rest of the story. As I'm loading up the PayPal, how about this story, guys? Remember, a fool and his money shall soon part. Money is not always the answer for you. Most of you people need to change who you are before you get money. Sometimes fast money is bad. Man, man who won $10 million lottery prize, he's got sentenced to life in prison. All right. How about that? How did he get sentenced to life in prison after winning the $10 million lottery? He got convicted of first degree deletion and um, he was sentenced Friday in the death of his girlfriend. Michael Todd Hill, age 54, was convicted of deleting and uh, deleting his girlfriend age 23 them young girls don't want you well they wanted him and of course apex predator showed up he was a simp obviously he fell in love with her a 23 year old woman he's 54 and she came up missing in 2020 she was later found deleted in a hotel room with a gunshot wound to the back of the head all right, prosecutors said he'll confess to deleting Miss Graham. Unbelievable. How dare you? So he got life in prison, $10 million. Guys, look, when you get money, what did I say? Your guard should go up. You don't let your guard down. You don't bring straggle daggles into your life. You don't have a 23-year-old girlfriend. You got a 23-year-old girl you clap cheeks with. All right, that's, 
You got a 23-year-old girl. He got $10 million. I mean, how many how many girls on seeking arrangements? I got money. <laughs> Your guard goes up. Why do you need a 23-year-old girlfriend? You don't need a 23-year-old girlfriend. You can't clap. Yeah, no new friends, right? You can't clap cheeks like crazy at $10 million. You don't need one woman. You can get 50. Mm. Part-time lovers. <laughs> you goofball. I'm tired of dudes, man. I'm tired of dudes more than I'm tired of these women out here. You dudes don't get it. What was he going to do? Marry her? Uh, who is this in here? Shout out to McBride. Mr. McBride, he says, uh, CGA, when you went to the Dominican Republic, did you stay in Putacana with the resorts, uh, with the tourists in the resorts, or did you stay in a local town, uh, other city? I stayed in Salsua which I didn't plan to stay in South Sua. Uh, I, I did not plan to stay in South Sua, but my trip changed. Um, uh, my trip changed like last minute. And then I booked the hotel that I can get, any hotel that I can get. So I stayed away from the high tourist areas. I stayed, I did not actually stay in South Sua. I stayed in the city next to South Sua, which was right down the street. So, um, and I can't even remember the name where the place that I stayed in. Somebody can remember. It's on my vlog. It's on my vlog. So I have a vlog about the trip. So the city that I stayed in, I can't even remember the name. I can't even pronounce it. But um, I stayed on a small resort, and that resort told me to not leave the resort. <laughs> yeah, it was Cabar. Yeah, yeah, it was. There you go. I appreciate it. It was Caballete. C-A-B-A-R-E-T-T-R-E-T-E. Caballete. I believe that's how you uh, pronounce it. So I stayed in, I, I flew into Porta Plata. I took a bu I took a cab to Caballete and right down the street is South Sua. All right, so you can walk to South Sua. And um, yeah, shout out to Caballete. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, but, but, uh, but, 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 but if you are going by yourself, do not roll by yourself too much. You know what I mean? Like only in the daylight. I went down a walk to South Sewer from Caviete in the middle of the night. And it was, yeah. Somebody says right, white girls be getting it in out there too. Yeah, dude, the Europeans. I know this. The European women, they be out there loose with it. Loosey goosey. Like, I was walking down the street by myself, and they was walking down the street by themselves, European women coming back from getting their cheeks clapped. Anytime you ever go um, to travel to these Caribbean countries, Caribbeans, anytime you go to travel to these countries, they're going to be European women there getting it in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sloppy yogurt, plain Jane. You know what I mean? They looking like women used to look in 1920. No makeup. Little, very, very little makeup. Very... Their hair ain't plumped up or nothing. Flat-ass hair, flat-haired Europeans, all right? They be down there just walking in their damn sandals, toes out, no no, no nail polish. <laughs> all right, that's where European women be going, man, getting it. But, um, yeah, I stayed in Caviete. Then I walked down to South Sewer when I wanted to hang out at the bars and the restaurants and all that stuff. You can get girls down there. You can pay. You can do whatever you want. You can try to mack your way to girls if you want. Um, just so you know, when you go down there, there's going to be dudes like like they're going to be the in-town dudes. Like they're those dudes, locals, watching your ass. <laughs> so when you pull up to the bar and run your mat game, there's going to be some hating-ass local dudes watching you. 
do all of this shit, all right? And um, they're going to be watching you. And if they catch your ass slipping, like they caught, uh, who is uh, uh, Poppy, Big Poppy? They caught Big Poppy slipping, and he from the Dominican. Yeah, the Jungle Boys. Watch them, dude. Watch them. You better keep your eye on them. That, that's why I suggest if you roll by yourself, like keep, stay, lay low, get girls to come to your resort. When they come to your resort, they got to leave their identification at the, because the hotel knows what's up. The girls have to leave their ID. I think they have to leave their literal ID and address at the front desk. They can't just come roll in and you can't sneak them in. Even if you walked her in, they'll be like, hey, 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 give me her ID. Like they, so they can identify who deleted your punk ass. <laughs> right. So they don't just let them come in. But I would say lay low at the resort, bring the girls to you. Don't be out there, man, just hanging out. You don't know where you at. Because them dudes will take your Look, I know this is going off track here, but I'm giving you game. Here's how it works. On this side, there's the coast, right? There's the water. On this side, the Caviete going in the South Sua. And then when you get in the South Sua, there's across the street, there's bars and nightclubs and restaurants and tourist spots. Behind that is the hood. That's the hood. Like, they'll drag your ass right off the main strip. All the way in the back, the Jungle Boys, if you ain't paying attention. If you ain't paying attention and you get caught slipping uh, and you don't pay the girls or whatever you want, you act up and you don't know where you at and you don't roll deep, they will drag your ass. <laughs> he says they'll split, they'll spit G to you. Really? I'm not sure what that means. Take a wrong turn. Go get one of the, I rented a motor scooter. I was all down the street. Wow, my moped. Trying to crash them dudes. Them dudes was on the mopeds flying by me. Do not act up. Do not act up when you go out there thinking that, oh, I'm an American. I'm going to just do what I do out here. And I'm going to get all these Dominican women to fall at my knees. I, I don't know if the travel bros are insinuating that. I don't think they are. But they need, I, I, I'm trying to give you a realistic expectation. Do not go play games down there. Do not think you big dick Willie going down there and you're going to show these Dominican dudes up. These dudes will. <laughs> these dudes will uh, find your ass. All right. Don't go in there flashing your watch. Do not go out there with the big jewelry and all that stuff. It, it, they ain't going to do nothing. But if you go out there acting like you're all that. Yeah, dude, I, they, they carry big. They, they carry big firearms at the hotel. The security do. Some people say they're loaded or not loaded. Yeah, they have machetes. All of that. So chill when you go down there. Stay low. Lay low. When I did uh, there, I left the resort a couple times. Uh, once during the night and most of the time during the early part of the day, I rented a moped. I hung out and rolled down the street. Turn. I never went up, up through the village by myself. I did a horseback ride in the back end on the beach. And most of the time was on the resort. And then when I had girls visit, I had them come to me. I never. Some dude was trying to take me to girls. And I was like, nah. <laughs> let the girls come to you and then make sure they have an id just chill anyway that was my dominican experience there yeah don't go to local hotels don't go to a local spot where the girls say meet me over here don't do it it's just not going to be worth it in the end so appreciate that question a lot of people do want to know uh but you can get man like i said when i was at the resort I saw a guy, an old-ass white man, 
and I think he was um was he Australia? I can't remember. He had to be damn near 70. And he had a girl that looked like she was 18 having breakfast on the patio. I was looking like, what the hell's going on? Like I opened my eye. I think it was the first night I was there. Like the first night I flew in, I went to sleep, opened my damn shade. What the hell? This old ass geezer was coming out, putting this tea down. And she was just sitting there right there waiting for his ass. She was just sitting there looking at him. They was having breakfast. I was looking out. I was like, yo, where'd you get her at? <laughs> um, she looked young, bro. I was like, is that legal? Who daughter is that? Bro? I was like, yo. And then what 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 works is what 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 these guys do is that that they have these places. Like they either own a resort or they own a, a condo in a resort and they go back and forth like four times a year. And that's their girlfriend. And so when they show up, they already have this girl and the girl just leaves her baby at home, leaves her baby with me, madre, goes to see her old granny, granddad, boyfriend for the weekend or for the week or for the two weeks he's there. And then he'll go back to Europe and then and then she'll go back to the madre. Yeah, it's it's crazy like that. It's crazy like that. I was like, where well, my lord? So uh, it's a crazy cold, cold world when you get outside the matrix. When you unplug and you actually see what's going on, you're like, what in the hell is happening here? All right, look, I'm going to come back to the PayPal's. I'm going to come back to the PayPal's uh, uh, and, then, and then get the show going. Sorry, man. Sorry for getting a little off track. By the way, what did we say? As uh, we were going back into predicting what's going to happen, everybody's overreacting. I mean, obviously, we had some massacres in, for, in terms of uh, people opening fire in shopping malls and grocery stores and schools. But uh, people have been hyper vigilant about changing laws when, at the same time, these activities have been going on in Chicago and nobody says anything. Nobody cares what's going on in the hood, as Ice Cube says, in Boys in the Hood. They either don't know, don't show, or don't care about what goes down in the hood. And I said this weekend on Friday before I left on my road trip, I said on Friday, uh, Chicago will eclipse all of the injured or dead of all of the mass shootings combined. They'll eclipse it. Now, look at what you have here on Memorial Day weekend. You got the news agencies reporting about it. But there's no outrage. There's no face, fake outrage. There's no political changing of laws in Chicago. They're not stripping people of their firearms. They're not. Nobody's marching. Nothing. And I said Chicago will eclipse it. Of course, they only had 10 people actually deleted. But 42 wounded by gunfire Memorial Day weekend in Chicago. The most violent in five years. I said that was going to happen. I predicted it. But it, I'm not even going to take credit for that. I mean. That was obvious, but this is a normal Memorial Day holiday weekend going on in Chicago. Any holiday weekend, three-day weekend, is going to lead to a lot of people getting hurt. No outrage. No outrage. People just say it's normal, and they let you they let you guys delete each other. So this is what's happening in our country. This is why I don't fall for all of this fake outrage about this particular instance, because they're politicizing it. They're using it for political motives. If, if they really did care about firearms, they would be in Chicago marching every week. They'd be marching every day of the year. 
So it's political. And then they accuse you of being political when you say, well, uh, there's a political law that protects me from ownership of these type of things. Well, not these types and not this and that. If you guys really cared, if there was really outrage, they'd be in Chicago outraging and they don't. So that tells you it's political and they're trying to do things to move the needle for this upcoming election. So anyway, what a crazy thing, man. They don't care about black on black crime. They don't care what y'all Negroes shooting each other up. They care when the Negroes get shot up. If it's a white supremacist, if it's another Negro, they don't care. I mean, what is that about? You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of weird. Shout out to this brother right here. This father of 30, this father of 30 sounds like he's from Birmingham, Alabama. Shout out to Birmingham, Alabama, or he might be somewhere in the, uh, like Gulfport, Mississippi or something. All right. Shout out to this brother. Let's hear him talk about his, not his lack of pullout game. He's got 30 children by the age of 34. By the way, let's go ahead and show you the photo. This is the gentleman here. Um, where is he from? I'm predicting Alabama. Uh, they don't say, uh, but this is his, this was a post. But then everybody went on his fake went in on him. This is the father here, and they said he his pullout game is weak, <laughs> and he had a response to that. We're going to call him Dig Doug. All right. His name is Dig Doug. That's going to be his name from here on out. He from Memphis. He got to be a runaround. First of all, I want to see the mammies of this these kids. All right. I want to see the mammies of this kid. But look at his shirt. It says he's the legend. He's the legend. And then you have the legacy here. Hey, I can't be mad at him. He's taking care of his kids. He's taking care of his kids for now, right? This dude, whatever job you have now, you better hope you have in the next five to 10 years. Oh, what the hell is going on here? Oh, what this Pampers? All right, I clicked on the ad. All right, so Dig Doug is his name. We're going to call him Dig Doug. Let's play a video of what he's talking about. They said this pullout game is weak. Let's listen. Hey, man, we got just don't pull out, bitch. Or you motherfuckers that want to know I don't pull out. It ain't weak, motherfucker. I don't pull out. Fuck you mean, weak motherfucker? Since I'm my mom motherfucking kids, you niggas got three or four and don't do a motherfucking thing. Oh, uh, yeah, this sounds like Alabama or Memphis or something like that. Uh, he's either in an RV or a truck. I'm going to assume it's a tr he's a truck driver. And he's mad because people on Facebook called this pullout game weak. <laughs> How many, see, guys, these women act like you're a deadbeat, but they sleep and procreate with, he's not a deadbeat. But they sleep and procreate with a guy. Let's call him. Let's call him Ray Ray. That they know has 25 kids and they manage. The this is why I've been telling you there's no such thing as monogamy. We live in a polyamory. We live in a polygynous society on paper. It's monogamous, but it seems like especially in these neighborhoods in the south and maybe in the inner cities. The women sleep with the men who have multiple children. And then they call him Debbie and they say, we don't want no man like that. But they keep steady being pregnant by him. Ain't shit weak over here. My pockets ain't weak and my dick soul ain't weak, bitch ass nigga. Uh-oh. What's that nigga sitting there talking? Ain't got a motherfucking dollar in your pocket. Ain't got a dollar in your motherfucking pocket. Okay, so he went right to the ninja activity of showing and flashing cash. I mean, only this is, boy. Mm. I don't want to piss off the pro-blacks, 
But why do y'all flash cash? You know what I mean? Like, why? A got no investment account or nothing. Here we go. Now you got more money than us. Okay. Ain't got a dollar in your motherfucking pocket, but you want to talk that shit. I'm still that nigga with 30. I'm still that nigga with 30. I'm still that nigga with 30. Damn. Wow. I mean, where do we go with this one? You know what? If I go in too much, they're going to say I'm shuffling on this one. Good Lord. Fuck you mean, bitch. I'm still that nigga. When you get like me, then you're going to fuck with me, bitch. I saw this a father right here of 30. Oh, my Lord. All I got to say, nigga, you niggas will never be me. Quit trying to run my head because you fuck the same bitch I fuck with. Don't make you me. Oh, boy. And he got the do-rag on, too. Yikes. Oh, boy. So I mess with the same girls you impregnate is what you're bragging about. Got it. It, don't ne it would never make you me. It's only one Brian, nigga. It'll never make you me, nigga. Give it Okay, there you go. Uh, the Communita takes another W there. I uh, appreciate y'all, the Communita. Uh, uh, the rest of you brothers need to get out. This is the future. Remember, I've been telling you, polygamy and polyamory, it's going to be the future. This is another indication of it. And it, everything starts, the grassroots organization of this is the black community, right? Whatever you see the black community doing, the rest of the world, the rest of the United States will eventually catch on. This is what's happening. So anybody that thinks, oh, things will change, just look at what the hood's doing because that's where they started. That's where they put all the investment dollars and the advertisement and the Planned Parenthood and the, the Black and Miles and the malt liquor and all of that stuff. And then the rappers start rapping about it and they popularize it and then the rest of the world catches on eventually, right? Then the rest of the United States catches on. So they popularize it through music and then whatever that is, the white kids in the suburbs going, oh, this is what we do. Right. They get their programming from these people and these music executives ain't dumb. This is all witchcraft and programming. So they flood this fly. I mean, how many baby mamas is this? Eight. It can't be no less than eight. Let me see here. Uh, 24. The father. He did a shoot with 24 of his 33 kids. How many mothers could this be? Uh, it, it doesn't say. Interesting. Yeah, I can't see how many mothers this is, but but this is what's happening. But I'm not saying what he's doing is bad per se. What I'm saying this is this is a reflection of society. There's some men that will have zero children and you'll be lumped in with all the deadbeats who have 5, 12, 20, and 30. And these sisters that are getting impregnated by him, they're going to say ninjas ain't shit. That's what they're going to say. And there's a slow looking woman in the picture. I don't know if that's his grandma. I, I'm hoping that's not one of the baby mamas. Oh, somebody says 20 coach, 20 mothers. Coach, I watched the video on this. So there's 20 mothers. 20 women. <laughs> Jesus. 20 women in the neighborhood. Let this dude imprint. This is this is polygamy. 
This is as close to polygamy as you're going to get. And I've been telling you, future-wise, we're headed to polygamy. It's not going to be on paper. Uh, at some point, we're going to stop faking the funk about polygamy. I mean, about monogamy. Uh, when you guys are ready to stop faking the funk, let me know. We have always been, for the most part, a polygynous, polygynous society. Right? The, the top-tier men are the ones that get all of the women, procreate with all of the women. Only a small group of men ever procreate. I mean, it's something near 20, 30, 40%. Uh, only a small percentage of men procreate. And as opposed to 80% of women in their entire existence will procreate. Something like that. In the entire existence of the world. That means in, their, in our time as a uh, humanity, only a small subset of men have ever got a chance to procreate. It's crazy. So we live in a polygynous or polygamous, however you want to dice it up. We live in that type of society, even though on paper we say monogamy, but we don't practice anywhere near anything close to monogamy, not one bit. Somebody said this dude is not top tier. Apparently in their neighborhood, he's top tier. Remember, he showed his money, and that's all it takes most of the time is to have a fat wallet. All right, shout out to Dig Doug. But we don't practice monogamy, and we criticize people who openly do not practice monogamy. And then you go back to your house, and you're not even practicing monogamy, right? It's crazy. Let me do all the cat, the PayPal's, then the cash apps. Shout out to Adrian and P in the building. What did you have to say? Adrian P says Patrick owns part of the Royals in the Sporting KC MLS team. Brittany owns part of the women's soccer team as well. That's all contractual. So it's all contractual. That was part of the deal to be able to funnel money to them and get under the fly under the salary cap. I'm assuming that that's what's happening. They gave them ownership ownership stake in order to increase the, his ability to pay. They don't got that damn money, much money in Kansas City to pay him what they contractually obligated to pay him. I think his contract is worth, what, $300 million? Kansas City don't have that much money. Have you seen somebody in Kansas City worth more than $3 million? Kansas City? How much barbecue can you get in Kansas City for $300 million? <laughs> so part of that, I think, has been contractual, the ownership. That would be my, that's going to be my assumption based on how pro sports works. A lot of them try to leverage as much as they can, ownership, stock options, real estate. And then they will give you a total and they'll say, He's going to get $300 million. Not in cash, he ain't. <laughs> Not in cash, he ain't. He's going to get it in ownership stake and all that stuff, and then he'll be able to get paid through his ownership of these things. Is it $500 million? $500 million. That Kansas City does not have $500 million. The team ain't barely worth $500 million. <laughs> How much is the Kansas City? Watch this. This will prove it right here. Right, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, worth Kansas City Chiefs, the chefs. We're going to call them the chefs. Team worth. It's probably a billion dollars. Okay, two point. Never mind. Yeah. $2.9 billion. All right, so $2.9 billion if they sold it, which they'll never sell it. Okay, $2.9 million. Billion. He's going to get half a billion of that. So he's worth a quarter. He's worth a quarter of the franchise. Anyway, there ain't no way. 
Shout out to the Las Vegas Raiders. Anyway, let's get back to the cash apps. I always like to diss Adrian Paul in the Kansas City Chefs. They ain't going to do nothing. They get rid of their best receiver. They ain't going to do a damn thing. All right, shout out to the Who is it here? Uh, Mr. Norris, a Buffalo Bills fan. Now we got Buffalo Bill fans stepping in. He says, I hope that Josh Allen does not marry his girl or knock her up. I want him to be on his game, not distracted by non-game distractions. So there's another reason the chefs ain't going to do nothing. Patrick Mahomes going to have two babies at home with Brittany Matthews. All right, they ain't doing nothing. Even the Buffalo Bills Mafia knows what's up. Bills Mafia. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Shout out to Bills Mafia in the building. All right. Until they start winning, then I'm going to hate on them too. Shout out to Robert H. He says, Coach, 100% correct. I was on a walkthrough of my old university campus and saw a, a couple walking, one in a dress. He says, Shocked to see it was two young men, 20 ish, walking together. Here we go. Here we go, guys. I mean, I've seen these things happen and I've saw, um, I remember I went to Best Buy and there was a, you know, I'm not making fun of them, but there was a trans young man there. He was there. I think he had bolt-ons or he had a bra that was stuffed. I don't know what he had on, but it was clearly a young dude with acne. He couldn't have been more than 20 years old. I was like, so in the absence, how humanity works. I know people don't know this because you're slow. <laughs> Here we go. If you study um, how San Francisco became the Skittles capital of the world, you would assume that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there was an agenda pushed in there or whatever. You, you wouldn't realize why San Francisco is known as the Skittles capital of the world. Well, let me tell you how it became that. Human nature. Human nature will always find a way to make sure the sexual pleasure gets done. Okay, so San Francisco became the Skittles capital of the world because of the San Francisco gold rush. Back in the 49ers, 1849. And in that and in those years, there was an influx of men that came in during the gold rush and set up encampment in San Francisco, which the population of San Francisco, which it wasn't millions, it was hundreds of thousands. The population of San Francisco or that area was something like 80% men, 80% male, all right, as opposed to 20% of females. Also, with an influx of male uh, men came an influx of prostitutes, influx of prostitutes. So you have prostitutes, not a lot of marriageable women, and a whole bunch of men. What's going to happen in 50 years? What's going to happen in 100 years when that population is still the majority? So what's going to happen is pause, pause, pause. Men going to find a way. Same thing that happens in jail. Men, same things that happens in prisons. Men going to find a way. This is unfortunate. Now, what's going on in our world? This is why I needed to tell you that. What's going in on in our world is this. There's a majority of, not a majority, there's 30% of men that are getting zero action. They're getting no female action. They're invisible to women. Okay? And naturally, they want to feel love too. They want to get their rocks off too. So apparently, some of them, some percentage of that 
of men who are probably unattractive. They're probably, you know, loners, incels, whatever you want to call them. Those men are deciding to go gold rush. In order to get their attention, they'll decide I'll put on a dress in a wig. I'll look crazy. But then I'll be able to go to a marketplace and compete with somebody who will be willing to accept me. So if they have zero chance with women, they're going, this is my only chance. I'm going to find a way. This is all a legend. And guess what's happening now? They're trying to make it to the point where you accept it across the board. And they're pushing it so much that if one kid never even thought about it, now he's going, I'll think about it. So that's how it pushes it. And what are they saying? We need to push it to the kids. They're pushing it more and more. They're not starting with the adults. They're not starting with the baby boomers and the Gen Z. I'm a Gen X. They're going to the kids first with it. And then eventually they push it enough where then instead of 3%, now it's 6% kids. Now it's more and more and more. More kids are going to think about it. Well, I'm getting nothing in high school. Now I'll just go over here. Man, it's scary things. It's, it's scary because they're, they're manipulating the responses and they're pushing kids to it earlier than necessary. That's my part. That's my part. They're not giving them the option to learn who they are, figure things out, figure out what there's another way. I don't have to marry the woman. Maybe I could. Right. It is what it is. So this is what the world we live in, guys. Uh, this is nothing new. But uh, like he said, uh, he's on a college campus and a lot of younger people are going this way in the absence of uh, availability to women. There's the, the, the attitudes of women today. They're literally pushing out 80 percent of the men right off the top. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. They're literally pushing out 85, 90 percent of men right off the top. Uh, especially younger women under 30, right? I got money. And men that are 40 and up, they're getting pushed on by women like Danica Patrick because you got your life together and she's going. And that's you. Like if I go on a dating app, I'll be flooded with women, 38 to 50, throwing themselves, hey, hey, hey. And they're looking, going, this guy seems to got his head uh, screwed on straight. But unfortunately, I do also, I, got money. I have money and I'll be down at the junior college. All right. Now, what does that mean for you? This is all a cycle. It all affects each other. What does that mean for you? That means your future wife right now for a bowl of jasmine rice and five chicken skewers and a fistful of 20s, they're getting clapped out. If they're not getting clapped out by older men, they're trying to make money on seeking arrangements. There's women selling sweat from their boobs to simps online. There's women out here that are selling feet pictures as a part-time job. There's women out here that have a job in LA and they fly out to Las Vegas to get clapped out by older men. There's right now, that's going on. So your future wives right now, and there's men that know this, their future wives are, are in these streets. In these streets. <laughs> All right. And it's literally going, those women are going, once they, guys, once they cross that line, they're not coming back to monogamous lifestyle. Once they cross that line, they will never be able to be pleased working at Golden Corral, right? They'll never be able to be pleased. Now, they're going to be forced to work at Golden Corral, but, and you're going to find them, and she's going to have a history a mile long. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in. 
and that's it. And put the pin number, and boom, money just comes right out. Now, this isn't affecting. Like, there's some people that don't know anything about what I'm talking about. They're like, "What?" The problem is, I would say we got like forty percent of people doing some variation of all of these things that we discussed. Forty percent, if not fifty percent of the population. You normies that are living somewhere in Helena, Montana, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You normies that live in Kansas City, somewhere in the suburb tucked away, you have no idea what we're talking about. But your daughter does. Your niece does. Your nephew does. Your cousin does. Not only that, anybody that's under the age of 32, they know. Half, half or 60% of people that are under the age of 32, they know. But if you're over 40 and you live somewhere in the middle of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, you might not have a clue. But this is going to be the normal stage. We have the trans. We have the young boys that are going. Tra tra and then you have the girls that are selling. They're eliminating 80% of the men are right off the top. They're going to say maybe at 40, I'll settle down after I focus on my career. So I can focus on my career. This is, this is the most. This is where the direction of where things are going. If you want to believe that monogamy is coming back anytime soon or virtuous women, or um, women who are modest in their demeanor, <laughs> and men that are righteous and protectors, you know what I mean? Like, shit, you better be listening to country music. But it ain't going that way anytime soon. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to uh, where we at here. Mr. We're going to call you Jay Palm in the building. Film Top Gun 2. Uh, Tom Cruise simps for a 50-year-old single mom. Played by Jennifer Connelly. Had close-up of her gremlin fingers twice. Uh, Tom is divorced three times. Uh, so that's the that's the... I guess that's the storyline of the movie. Jennifer Connelly comes back. Last two, 50-year-old Jennifer Connelly, but wow. Shout out to Rockaway Rob. Latinos supporting the free agent lifestyle. As a Dominican, I can tell you the gig is up. They all know what's going on with Americans going to the Dominican. All right, so I've been trying to insinuate that the past couple of years because I went in 20, I want to say 2018, I went to the Dominican. It might have been early 2019. And I knew right then and there, I said, they know what's up. Everybody knows what's up. They know why you're there. Right? If you're just getting your passport now and you're going to go to South Sua and act, you think people are ignorant about what's going on there and the girls don't know, oh, who is this gringo? They know, and not only do they know, their boyfriends know, and their boyfriends are in some way part of whatever this process is. They have to be. It's kind of like what's happening in America. Men have to be okay with sometimes their girls going out to have a big older man boyfriend that pays their rent or a portion of it. Younger men have to be okay with their girlfriend showing her ass on Instagram or twirling her ass on TikTok. Not many young men can say, no, you're not going to do that. Same as on Dominican. Not many young men over there can say, nah, stop messing with these American men. <laughs> so they let them go out there and do that. And then they kind of watch them and they're a part of the process and transaction. 
All right. I've seen that in real life, by the way. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. Um, so uh, prostitution is the oldest profession. But what people underestimate is that prostitution is sometimes done in collaboration with a relationship. There's relationship always attached to prostitution. Even pimps have their girls in somewhat of a relationship. People don't want to talk about that, but that is true. They sometimes start off as boyfriend-girlfriend first and then proceed to a prostitution-type relationship. Pimps do. Not all of the girls are just in line like they're in the military and they just get them right off the street and they put them on the track. Sir, yes, sir. No, they got to they gotta act like they care about them first and then they push them. Same thing's happening in Dominican. Same thing's happening in the United States. There's boyfriend, there's men, young men under 25 that have girlfriends that sell feed pictures that are on TikTok that are flying, getting flown out and they come right back. Guys, I this is confirmed. I'm confirming that this is true. There's girls that you wouldn't even think have boyfriends, and they show they ass all on Instagram all day long. And their boyfriends play the background. Sometimes their boyfriends are the photographers. They're the photographers for their OnlyFans. This is confirmed. So <laughs> you guys better get with it and understand what it is, or you can act like I'm making this stuff up. Shout out to Billy the Kid, coach. He sounds like he's dropping a mixtape with all that clout chasing. His rap name is 33 Savage, potentially. 33 Savage or Dig Dug. <laughs> Shout out to Dig Dug. All right. I'll go get the cash apps later. Um, Somebody said Superhead. Is, uh, we played that clip of the lady named Superhead. What's her real name? Stephens. Korean, Corinne Stephens. I have to touch my head to think sometimes. <laughs> somebody said stop lying. Uh, depression will calm this stuff down. No, I think what's happening is the mental health meds that people are being put on is causing them to disassociate just as if a woman did this as a work job and she might get hooked on. She might have to drink or she might have to do a line of Coke in the seventies to get on the track. They don't have to do that anymore. They could just get on their health meds. And um, they can disassociate, like they say, we say cognitive dissidence. They can disassociate and then do what they're doing, come back, back into their reality. We live in an interesting world. But by the way, man, we're about to get into the ugly, ugly world of the statistics of the future. And I was going to play a Back to the Future track, but I can't play it because it got going to get copyrighted. All right, but let's give you the ugly details of what's happening in 2030. With marriage, dating, and relationships. All right, you guys ready for this? Okay, first, first things first. Let's talk about um, let's talk about what we know. Birth rates are going to continue to decline. They're continuing to decline at a rapid rate. Less people are having children. Not only are less people having children, more people are deleting their children in the womb. All right, there's a great amount of people that are marching for this ability, their ability to do this. And I think we average something around 3,000 a day of this particular activity. So never let them shame you and say it's because men aren't taking care of the kids. 
or women are delaying childbirth until they get their career started. What's happening is also in these numbers, the ability to delete their children is actually it's, it's actually going down. However, it's still happening at a rapid rate. So uh, as you can see, this is the trend here from 1980 to we have here. It's a decline. This is not a mystery. Okay. But uh, even this place says up here, will birth rates in the U.S. rebound? Probably not. This is in May 2021. I always show this to let you know that when I talk about these things, many people agree with what I'm talking about. Marriage is not coming back. Stable relationships are not coming. Stable monogamous relationships aren't coming back. We're going into a new era. Um, what we know of the baby boomer and the Generation X population expansion is not going to return. Less and less people are having children. Not only that, more and more people are having children later in life. And then things are happening to those children where it makes it less likely for you to want to have one, two, or three more, except if you're dig dug over there with 33 kids. Many people might, if at best, if they get married, have two kids. Population is declining in all ethnicities and races or classes, except the poor people are actually probably leading. People who some, somewhat have their head screwed on, right, financially or at least intellectually, they're having less and less kids. Immigrants are coming in with more and more kids. Poor people are having more and more kids. So this is what's happening here. Okay, this place, this one article confirms we ain't going back to the old days. All right. And I have a uh, thing that I say the only way we go back is if we meet the five standards of what um, of the, the correction events, five standards of correction events, meaning it's going to be um, World War Three, potentially. And we just go doomsday where the war comes to the land of the United States and we all have to cohabitate in shelters. That is one way. An economic collapse of epic proportions, which were pretty close to that as well could get people to trigger returning back to somewhat of a normal life of what a normal standard of life that we've been living in the past 70 years. All right. So you also have that a religious awakening could be something where somebody comes up. You believe that person is the return of the Lord's God's son. And you like everybody bows down and bends the knee to that person. Or it could be Joe Biden. I have no idea. <laughs> You also could have something like a plague, a massive plague, which we've experienced somewhat of that so-called 100 million people have died. Sorry, 1 million people have died. All right. But um, now we have these plagues constantly being pushed upon us and health scares, which could scare people back to a sense of normalcy and correct the, the things that we cannot correct on our own. And uh, the last one would be a massive immigration where those people corrected by you eliminating yourself and eliminating your lineage and legacy. And then they come in and repopulate the United States in a point where, you know, they are the, they are the majority, which is happening. That is actually happening as well. So these things will correct the direction, but it ain't going to happen anytime soon. This is going to be a hundred year correction. If it's immigration or terrorism, if they, somebody just marches on other than that, this article confirms we are not going back. Larry Bird's not walking through that door fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Okay. All right. Let's give you some more. Let's give you some more. Give me some more. 
Where are we at here? Let's give you another indication of why marriage and relationships will be um, will be not the same as we had it in the 90s and prior. Here it is right here, according to Time Magazine. Somebody says, call it in real time. Absolutely, I'm calling it, predicting it, it, it's here. Half of the U.S. population will be obese by 2030. I don't know if you guys know there's a correlation between healthy relationships and your body weight. <laughs> there's a correlation between mate selection and your body weight. Uh, I would probably be leaning to see that uh, many of these obese people will be women because they are the ones who are pushing the culture of acceptance. I'm not saying because they tend to be fat. I'm saying they're the ones pushing the envelope towards accepting this type of body style. I saw a Gatorade commercial and there was an overly over big woman on it and people went in on the comment section and they were like, it doesn't mean she's not healthy. Okay. <laughs> They're the ones overwhelmingly trying to accept this type of culture, which means they will be more likely to accept being obese. They're more likely to accept it or they're most they're least likely to do the work to change it. Or they're more likely to be the ones to make the excuse. The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. And as I said earlier, all you have to do is look at the trend that happens in the grassroots area of whatever you want to see, right? The grassroots area is the black community. Whatever the black community does will push into the, it's a microcosm of what, of the greater society. And then typically black women are pretty loud about what their direction of where they want to go. And people are intimidated by it. And some women will say, well, the black women are doing it. Well, we'll do it too. They seem to be happy. They seem to be dancing on the stage and jiggling their booty. How come I can't do this? Right. And then eventually they'll accept this as well. Well, the black women say they're healthy and they look pretty athletic and they look like they're not blowing their knee out doing dances. I can do it, too. And so you have the Lizzo, who is an industry plant to promote this type of agenda. She's she's talented, but she definitely was planted there on purpose. Right? She's an agent. To get this particular thing pushed by or accept it, or if they know it's going here, we're going to get ahead of the game and push to this population of people to get the money from this population of people. They used her as a means to, to get consumers. Music industry is not dumb. They're always ahead of the game. So when it comes to this, and you're looking at the obesity rate of the human population, many people won't be healthy enough to have kids. Many of them won't be selected enough as long-term mate to have kids. Many of them will probably seek alternative lifestyle as opposed to go to heterosexual child-producing monogamous relationships. I mean, this is where we're going. I mean, this is where we're going. I know you want to be mad at this. This is where we're going. You cannot have half of the population obese and expect us to have healthy population of kids being produced or a willing group of people to want to accept that as a norm. And then 
think that relationships are going to be healthy. Mm. Let's give you something else here. I hate being right. By the way, I wrote a book called The Evolution that talks about all of this. The link's in the description box below. I already I wrote this book in 2019. Um, it was published early 2020, like January 2020. And I was excited about the publication of the book because I said, I'm going to be ahead of the game. I'm going to be 50 years ahead of the game. Unfortunately, um, a year, a month later, the C-19 was in full effect here in the United States. And all of my predictions came true within a year. I thought it was 50 years and we accelerated quickly towards it within a year. I was like, oh my, we're already here. Let me give you another piece of information here. It says right here, single women will drive the economy in the next decade, study says. Single women will drive the economy in the next decade. If you know anything about how consumerism works in the economy, if people are going to push products, consumerism, trips, you know what I mean? Uh, everything related to that cars towards instead of families to single women, you'll have more likely women are that will choose to be single or they'll choose to remain single longer because they can get what they want by themselves. They don't need a husband. Typically consumers, I'm sorry, corporations push to married women or stay-at-home moms. But now this is the she economy, S-H-E economy. This is the she economy, which there are, or, or the she economy, if you will. This was right here, says the rise of the she economy. Listen to these numbers. Nearly half of working age women will be single in 2030. Now, 70% or better of women work. But here it says half of working age women will be single in 2030. According to Morgan Stanley, who probably has an incentive to push this type of agenda out here. But that's neither here nor there. A demographic that will drive increased sales for companies in the athletic wear, cosmetic, and clothing sector. Their, their agenda is to keep you single and buying. The investment banks. Rise of the she economy reports says that 45% of working age women between the age of 25 and 44 in the U.S. will be single in 10 years. That is the majority of the older generation. Um, no, I'm sorry. I need to pull this chart up because I actually looked at how old the generations will be by that time. That's going to be the millennials and Gen Z. Because those women in 2030 will be 25 through 44. Let me go ahead and pull up my chart. I hope I didn't get rid of it. Oh, did I? Did I? I think it's down here. Okay, so here it is here. I do my research, you guys. I don't just talk out the side of my neck. Okay, so this is the workforce chart in 2030. The workforce in 2030. And they broke it down by generations. The primary working workforce will be millennial by 2030 so that would be by 2030 people who would be aged 30 to 50 those will that's the age group of the millennials in in less than eight years they'll be the primary working group baby boomers bye-bye baby boomers will be most of them dead all right 
many of them dead, but a lot of them will live to older age because they were the first aerobics health kick people. They'll be living pretty good lifestyles. But here, baby boomers by age uh, the year 2030 will be 66 at the lowest, 84 at the highest. And this chart, I believe, says that as well. 65 to 80 plus. These people will not be working. Okay, they're done. Okay, they're done. They're going to be on Social Security and Medicare just bleeding us dry. Generation X, which would be my generation, will be between the age of 50 and 64. Doesn't that make you old? All right, doesn't that make you feel old, Gen X? Remember, we were just 18 and 21 not too long ago. We were just 40 is the new 25 not too long ago. Now we're between the ages of 50 and 64. And we're least likely to be part of the prime working age workforce. Millennials will be the dominant workforce, which they are kind of not right now. Not only that, Gen Z will start catching up. So the Gen Z will be youngest 16, oldest 30. And then Gen Alpha will come after that, fully dressed in rainbow wigs and out of control. They'll be fully indoctrinated by that particular point. All right, because they're already watching, you know, uh, they're already watching what do you call it? Strip? What do they call it? <laughs> when the people come in, they drag queen. They're already watching drag queen shows right now in school. All right. So they'll be all messed up by the time, by the time they get to the, uh, 15. They're going to be jacked up. All right. So here we are right here. Here we are right here. This is the workforce. What this article said. Let's go back to the article. The age range between 25 and 44 right here. Gen Z, the primary workforce. There it is right there. I'm, I'm circling. If you don't see my mouse, can you see my mouse? I'm going to need it. The primary workforce will be this group of this group, this age group. <laughs> 40, how much? 45% of the women will be single. Somebody saying, well, 55% will be married. Nope. Oh, you underestimate yourself. You underestimate, coach. Have you been listening to my show? 55% will not be married. A good 15 20% will be Skittles. You, you didn't, or do you not listen to my show? <laughs> They'll be fully embracing Skittles culture. They ain't gonna be married. Some of them are going to be asexual. They gonna be, what are you talking about? Well, 55% will be married. I, that's, that's normie math. You're normies. See, stop being normies. That's when I say, well, the divorce rate is 50 to 70%. Well, that means 30% are successful. Nope. No, that does not mean 30% of successful. That means a good percentage of them don't get divorced for a variety of reasons. They're not happy. <laughs> They're not happy. The dude's a impact husband. They're too old. Their religion won't let them. Um, sexless marriage. He's a cuck. Happy wife, happy life. There's a variety of reasons why people stay married. And it's not because they're happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> they, they just stay married for the kids. They don't want to lose the kids. They can't afford the divorce. I'm not happy. That's not how statistics work. If I tell you one number, you can't, you don't just flip it opposite and say, well, so 45% will be single. That means not 55 will be married. Somewhere around 25 or 30 will be married. 
30% will be married. The rest of them will be asexual, trans, Skittles, you name it. All the way down the line, polyamorous, dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like walking dead. Uh, they got, they're on the spectrum of somewhere between autism and whatever, still living with their parents. All right. So uh, let's see here. <laughs> let's go back. They're married to their pet, gender fluid. You know, how many pronouns we have? You will be hard to distinguish between single and not single. Where are we at? So uh, the she economy is going to force people into this single mindset. Here's another piece of literature that you need to watch for. More single women are working than ever before. Here's what that means for the economy. This article was written in 2019. The economy has since collapsed. I mean, compared to where we were in 2019, the economy has certainly collapsed. All right. And we're going to collapse some more. But it says here, same article they're referencing right here. And they'll give you charts, moon starts, quasars, and whatnot. Women currently contribute approximately $7 trillion to the U.S. GDP each year and are the principal shoppers for 72% of American households. 72% of American house, 72% of the items purchased. This is why they say the future is female. It's not because they hate men. They know they need to push and pander to the primary buyer, which is the woman. As a result, whatever you whatever they have a propensity to buy, these people are going to push whatever they can towards them to keep them buying. If that means not having them marry and have children, then it means that. If it means closing down David's Bridles and Toys R Us and Kids R Us and you name it, so you can sit behind your computer and click, click, click on Amazon and stay single, that's what it means. If it has to mean that they have to make She-Hulk and Captain Marvel and Kill Bill and all of these hero Ghostbusters and all of these movies that they can say, girl, you can do it. You can be the superhero. You can be five foot three and you can karate chop your way to the top. And you can suck off any man you get at the top. If that's what that means, that's what the agenda, that's what the corporations are going to push. That being said, have you seen the mannequins in any one of these department stores, Target, Nike store, or what have you? The mannequins do not look like people that are trying to achieve relationship status. These look like people that want to do their damn own thing. Okay. If you go into Target and look at the mannequins, what they used to look like and what they look like now, these don't look like married women. Mm. Or they look like married women after 10, 15 years. But this is why we're going to have less dating and marriage and all of that stuff. Uh, let me do this. Let me see if I need to um, pull up another chart here. I'm going to pull up another chart to show you this. Because people don't think what they think that I'm making this up. And you guys think that um, I'm trying to push this agenda. You guys think I'm CIA. I've seen people say that. He's Illuminati confirmed coaches. He's part of the agenda to drive us to be separate. He wants the black community annihilated. He's CIA. <laughs> oh man if i was cia i'd be getting paid by the way for this work by somebody 
or they just letting it go. I wouldn't be getting shut down. I'd have a million subscribers. Let me show you this chart. Single Americans. Now, these are the people that are saying what's going to happen. All right. I believe this chart reflects what's going to look like in 2030. This is what it's going to look like in 2030. Now, you think, I, you know, I'm telling you about marriage and divorce and all these things and the childbirth rate, whether to have children. They already know it ain't coming back. I already showed you the article that said, ah, oh, we ain't never going to have no baby boom again. Look at this. Single Americans. Not only are we 50% obese by this particular point. Number are in percentages. That live alone, 27%. So there goes your, what are the other 55% of people doing? Age 35 to 64, there'll be 32% that are single. Age 35 to 64, of those men, 47% of men will be single or claim to be single. That doesn't mean that the rest are, are married. Uh, there are going to be a lot of these will be trans and Skittles. I would say 10, 20%, maybe more. But I, I would I would say more. 10%, maybe, 13, maybe 50, 20. Of the women, 53%. Of the women between 18 and 34. Oh, yeah, divorce too. Divorce. So divorce too counts. Of the women between 18 and 34. Now, this is the age group that dictates what's gonna happen in the next 20, 30 years after. Look at the age group of women. I'm sorry, of people between the age of 18 and 34. In these streets. In these streets. There ain't no. And y'all mad at me about telling you marriage is going down in the crapper. Y'all mad at me about talking about these girls in the streets. They done. 68% of 18 to 34-year-olds. And that's you. Will be single. How, bro, how do you even... <laughs> shit. What in the world? Like, how do you even digest that stat? Somebody said YouTube slowing me down. Of course. How do you, I mean, most of you guys will be free agents. You're good. But if you're living the hope strategy, you're living the hope strategy. You're going, my future mate is in the future somewhere, right? What? 18 to 34, single, 70%. 27% of them will still be living at home. Wow. Wow. Man, I mean, that blows away any argument you could ever throw my way of this thing course correcting. All right, so now what people want to know, let me see if I can pull this chart up. What people might want to know is uh, what was it like in the past? And let's just show you really quick here and we'll do the super chats. Here's a chart here that reflects unmarried Americans throughout the year since 1890. Now, there was a popular for uh, people to be single or marriage wasn't a big thing, especially among white folks, which were the primary people in the United States. 
there were more likely from people between this age of uh, 1930 and prior, blacks were more likely to be married. I don't know if you guys know that. Blacks were more likely, black women were more likely to be married than white women. So a lot of times they'll say slavery changed everything and because slavery, no. Going into 1940, black women were more likely to be married and raising kids at home than to be working. And this the, the script flipped, by the way, because of the because of the uh, coming out into reconstruction and the industrial revolution and immigration, you had less people being married. There was a less stable society. United States really wasn't a stable society until after World War II. But they really weren't the economic power and the military power until after World War II. So that takes us into the 1940s. Uh, before that, it was just a lot of instability. We still were expanding into the West. The West was still the wild, wild West. Okay, so not many people were married at that particular point. But as you can see, marriage did increase. So did the baby boom and all of these things. So much to the point that by the mid-60s, uh, more than 40%, I'm sorry, less than less than 40% of people were single. You were more likely to be married than single in between the years of 1950. This is why they say, what do you want to go back to the 1950s? Well, they're talking about this. You're likely to be married between 1940 and 1980. What happened in this age? Well, you had the acceptance of feminism the no-fault divorce changed everything the pushing of strong and independent women going into the 70s mary tyler moore uh the woman who played oh gosh i always forget her name diane carroll played a, a lady a single mother you had the uh um these boots were made for walking i can bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan this is what happened okay and so as a result, you're going into the 1980s with a single woman mindset and corporations started pushing. Corporations started pushing a single lifestyle. Then as a result, less people have gotten married. So we're at a point where we were in 1890 when it was the wild, wild west, basically westward expansion, <laughs> right? And so forth and so on and less family-oriented community building. In the 1950s, they were making suburbs. Hey, we need more families to populate these suburbs and get out of these cities. So they pushed for marriage. They pushed commercialism and consumerism towards marriage and marriage people. Now we went away from that, and we're going somewhere near the Industrial Revolution numbers. So um, sorry for the throttling of the channel. It is what it is. This is something that they try to do to discourage this type of plat uh, in information. I'm not saying anything hateful. Um, um, people are willing to, you guys are able to choose to watch this or not. Matter of fact, the data backs up everything that I'm saying. I've talked about obesity today. The data backed it up. Okay. I'll just show it again. The data's backing up what we're talking about. Half of the population is going to be obese. I'm, I'm not saying anything negative about it. I'm saying what they're saying. Okay. Um, I said that, um, just real quick. Single women will be the majority of, uh, they'll be the driving force of the economy. That's been backed up. I said they'd spend X amount of dollars on American households. Women do. 
And I also said that people between the ages of 18 and 34, which according to this chart, they'll be single to the clip of 70%. All right, where's my age chart here? Here it is here, 18 to 34. So that's going to be Gen Z all the way to millennials, which will be primate. They'll just be working their ass off. And these people ain't getting married anytime soon after that. By the way, what they're what are they doing between the years of 18 and 34? That's the question you need to ask. Because normally they would have gotten married or settled down. Now they ain't doing it. 70% of them aren't doing it. What are they doing during those years? Selling peace lead to sugar daddies, uh, riding the carousel, um, experimenting. That's what they're doing. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. And that's you. That's what she's doing between 18, um, late 20s, early 30s. And that's you. Let's show the chart. Late 20s, wait a minute, late 20s, uh, early 30s. And that's you. We're exhausted by the jerks and the sugar daddies <laughs> and the lesbian women that we've experimented with and the basketball team and the football team and the streets. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. 18 to 34, 70% single. We're tired of the carousel. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always know it fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to. Yeah. I've never been single. No, I've never been cuffed. <laughs> These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to. Nope. 18 to 34, 70% single in the year 2030. What were they doing? Okay. So this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm online. I'm trying all these things. But like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know. Help me out. What will Gen X be doing? Cheers. You gonna have some? Okay, tuck in, eat. Yeah, that, that's a look at Gen X in 2030. <laughs> All right, cash app time. Let your voice be heard. Sponsor today's show. Cheap drum hacks. Danica sees men as competitors, not partners. Uh, so that's a problem as well. And I think a lot of people do see men as competitors. 
uh, particularly women. Uh, this is why they're always trying to outdo you. Oh, I got a job. I got a career. I got education. Can you cook? Uh, I don't cook. You should be able to cook. Like, why are we competing? Right. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Leave a little something for your man to come help you out and show you the world. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. Shout out to the kinky bohemian in the building. Appreciate you. Do you think uh, uh, do you think you're already fraternizing occasionally? Do you think you're already fraternizing me? Oh, yes, I am. Me? Me? I got money. Hey, I'm enjoying the current marketplace now. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to throw me in the gulag at some particular point. I don't know. <laughs> but all of us are going to be in some sort of enslavement anyway. I don't know. Maybe they'll pick my fingernails off my hand one by one. I got money. Marriage. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Marriage or hell? Nah. Marriage or hell? Nah. Says shout out to CGA. Seeking arrangements is over in Atlanta. SB all day. Is it over in Atlanta or all over in Atlanta? See, Atlanta is one of those cities. Did I already say that? I already said that. Atlanta is like, yeah, Atlanta is one of those cities that, that whatever they're doing, the rest of the world, the rest of the United States will be doing a version of it. It's just a matter of time. All right. Uh, so, like, remember, you could watch um, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta like 15 years ago or whatever it came on. And they had dudes that, was wearing high heels <laughs> and capri pants back then. It might not have been that long ago, all right, but they had dudes already wearing lipstick, ball head, and a full uh, Marshall. They, look, the dudes was dressed like this. Now, I don't know if you guys see that on a regular basis. The dudes had clothes on like this, and they was wearing high heels and lipstick. Now. But that being said, we now see that you're more likely to see that if you're in another major city. It's kind of like if you see it, you just be like, <laughs> yeah, rappers were doing it, right? And people were doing it before. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be they were ahead of the game in accepting that. Then you're kind of seeing it kind of leak out. And now we have a full out agenda telling us that this is where it's going. You can't stop it. RuPaul was around. Remember that? Shout out to Ricky Webster. Happy birthday, Sizzo. And Fritz Totes props do. Happy birthday to Sizzo in the building with the ranch. Thank you, Ricky Webster, for being here again. Uh, who is this? The Kiki Barbarian coach. Why ATL going to be ground zero? Come on, coach. Hey, we just kind of talked about it. ATL is the leading. I mean, ATL is black Mecca. Again, the black community is the, is the microcosm of the greater society. It is ground zero for every everything um by the way they do this intentionally and target the black community for everything uh feminism the whole movement was targeted specifically and aimed at specifically black women they're like they're gonna eat this up and they were right they ate that shit up like cinnamon toast crunch in the morning all right <laughs> you know what i mean they ate it up and they were the first ones to actually adopt this mindset and uh, then they then they actually popularized it through popular media. It didn't take through. I mean, popular media. Just go that. Mary Tyler Moore, uh, the whole show with the, the Diane Carroll show. I can't, what was the name of the show? Um, and then they then they did it with the welfare, the social welfare, right? The welfare programs, which they target women to not keep men into the house. 
Then they also did it with Oprah Winfrey. They brought Oprah Winfrey and she pushed it to the homemaker, Susie Homemaker. So Oprah got on the airwaves and then she pushed it to Susie Homemaker. You don't need no man. You don't need to do this for your husband, essentially, which people will call man hate. She was on the airwaves for what, 30 years, pushing that to Susie Homemaker in the middle of Kansas City. Not, no, not Maud. Uh, let's see if somebody said it. Uh, no, 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 no. Let me see if somebody says the show. It wasn't Maud. Um, let me look it up real quick because I keep reference. Julia, thank you. Uh, Ransom McKissick. Diane Carroll was on a show called Julia in the 19, late 1960s when she was a single mother raising a young boy. Let me pull it up because I've referenced it quite a bit. Julia Diane Carroll. I'm going to pull it up just so you guys can see here. Here it is here. Okay, so she was a nurse, I believe. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> She's a nurse. So here she is. Who's the doctor holding the little black kid? Likes. Yikes. So Julia in 1968 was a show about a single mom raising a young black boy. And she's a nurse. And there's the doctor with the boy sitting on the doctor's lap. So there she is. She's an independent woman. She works her career. and She has a little black boy, right? Now, um, and they even made a Barbie doll to commiserate Julia. And so before Mary Tyler Moore, there was Julia. You see this right here? All right, this is just know your history. And, and look at the white doctor. Look at look at her. Look at the slave master. Look at the look at the bedwind slave master context right here. Why he in the damn picture? <laughs> the doctor. Uh, yeah, we'll help you uh, work. We'll help you raise your son. Look at the son sitting on the doctor's lap, bro. What the? <laughs> Guys, know your history, bro. Know your history. Know that this agenda has been pushed into this. So the idea that women are where they're going now, uh, uh, they're they're kind of going far off. You know, in, in my world, they're going far off because they're saying no nine to fivers. We want scammers, drug dealers. This is the young women. This all started back then. This all started with this. You, you couldn't have where we are now without this because it hasn't gone back to traditional, right? It's gone more and more progressive. And then eventually what they did, eventually what they did here is they then eliminated the black mother and the black father in these sitcoms. They eliminated the black mother and, and the black father in the sitcoms by the time the 80s came around. So then the black mother, the black father wasn't around and the mother was dead. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Let me show you a let me show you a picture of that. Let me show you a picture of that. By the 80s, you had the elimination of the black mother and the father. Right here. There's the two black kids, and there's the damn old man. He's the rich man. You had the maid, and then you had the white, the white, uh, the white teenage girl. And they didn't do it once. They did it multiple times, right? They did it multiple times. Let's show you again right here. They did it again here with Webster. There's Webster here. There's the Webster, and he was left on the damn doorstep. 
of an old age, middle age white couple who couldn't have babies who lived in the inner city. They lived in the city in the up, moving on up. So they did it. They did it multiple times, bro. <laughs> right there. There it is. Black kid, no father, no mother. Mother abandons the child. Single mother abandons the child. There's no father. You know what I mean? Now, by the by the time they pushed it back, they did a swing back with Cosby and Family Matters. They swung it back because they were like, we going way too far. So they swung the pendulum back. Cosby, Family Matters. Then they went back to a traditional two-parent household. But it was unbelievable. You couldn't even believe it. They were like, the dad's a doctor and the mom's a lawyer. And a lot of people, while they praised the Cosby show and family matters, the mom was, you know, the dad was a cop. and the mom, So they really tried to say, okay, the lawyer doctor is unrealistic. Let's go with something realistic like a cop and a, what was the mother on family matters? Right? Even good times removed the father from the home. Even good times, which was the 70s, late 70s, removed the father from the home of that show. Right. The father had to leave because the finances was it was got too tough. Right. So in and, and then they had a problem with that. The writers were, which I don't know if you guys know the history of that. The writers were white of that show, Norman Lear, who produced a lot of shows. They wrote the father out of the script on good times. Yo. Oh man. This is why they call it television programming. This is why they call it television programming. Have you ever heard them say that? You're watching your television programming. Shout out to Eddie Griffin, who talked about this in a, one of his stand-up shows. Many of the people, if you just see black people, most, most of the times, there's not black writers. There are white writers that are trying to write the show for black. Tell lie, tell lie vision programming, broadcasting, right? So when you see these things, I want you to notice because people say, well, that, this doesn't make a big deal. I want you to look back at any time you've referenced something as a feeling or something that you wanted, something that you wanted to see. How many times you referenced a television show, a commercial, or a movie to represent what feeling or what state of the world you wanted to be in? So people are like, ah, oh, this is just mumble jumble. But it's powerful. Many times the only thing you can reference as some sort of realism is something you've seen on MTV or television, a commercial, an advertisement, or a TV show or a movie. It's never like, oh, yeah, I saw my next door neighbor. <laughs> I saw my next door neighbor. They were a stable family. They had a Mercedes Benz and a BMW. It's never that. It's always in the movie The Wood. In this, in this romantic comedy, in this movie, in this TV show, when I was watching Real Housewives, it's never something you said. In my city, 50% of the people have stable house home and their doctors are lawyers. You never say that. It's always a television show. It's always an advertisement. It's always that. It's always something you saw on Instagram. And this is where it shows you programming is powerful. They get you to think something's real. Or they will script something as a normal conversation and you'll use it as a meme to reflect your feelings. When it was a script, it was not real to begin with. Mm. Mm. 
boy, this is a little too deep for you. And I was supposed to do the sponsorships. Shout out to everybody. Apologies. Shout out to Dame Digital. Coach is Coach Coach is Coach Dradamus about future dating. All right, future dating is done. People will still do it. The elites will still do it. The blue bloods will still do it. The people who are economically stable will still do it. And the people who are in poverty and have no choice will still do it. But it's not going to be done healthy. People who are in middle class, upper middle class, they're going to be least likely to do it in a healthy way. So if people are saying, I'm going to get stable and get my career, you're going to be the least likely to get this off the way you want it. The Dr. AMG, thank you for my daily dose of the red pill. Appreciate you, man. Hmm. What a world we live in. Shout out to the AMG doctor. Where we at? Hey, yo, Steph. Or it's uh just to us. Shout out to you. Um, he says paying my dues always worth it. Appreciate you, man. This is uh this is a this is a headache to do this type of material. Abel returns to Eden. Trans women will be better looking than biological women. And that's, you know, there's some pause in there. There's some pause in there, but you're not lying. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to participate, but they're getting to the point now. Again, let's go back to the microcosm. Let's go back to ground zero. You go to ground zero. I'll just call it ground zero from here on out, just so people can't say I'm targeting. Okay. People don't think so, but I'm going to give you two pieces of proof that that is true. Go to ground zero many times with the wigs and the eyelashes and the makeup. Other than the body weight, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. Okay, let me explain. Many times in the in the ground zero. Other than the fact that the woman's body is overly thick, this is why that's going to be your only protection. They're going to be somewhat obese, right? So you'll see big-ass titties, right? But even then, you can't tell. If a person puts on a wig and eyelashes and makeup in ground zero, you cannot tell. Number one. Number two, another piece of proof, is in the, uh, uh, what did they call them? What are those shows called? Like Miss America and Miss USA. Beauty pageants. In in beauty pageants, you're seeing more trans women winning and getting ahead of the biological women. Not only that, you see in female sports, that is happening as well. Okay, so I'm telling you, you might think that that's wrong, but the amount of makeup normal women wear is allowing men who want to dress as women look like women. So he's not wrong there. I know it's unpopular. I know people want to say pause. But the amount of makeup that normal women are wearing will make it less likely that a person... Oh, by the way. Oh, that reminds me. I have to talk about this. Shout out to Red Sings the Blues. I have to talk about this. So this is, let me let me do this. Red Sings the Blues, shout out to him and his YouTube channel. I was watching him this morning. And uh, he had a video about a young man who went on a dating app. He matched with a person who catfished him, who said he was a woman, 
but he was really a man. And the dude showed up and it was a dark apartment and the dude got sucked off and he gave the dude, which he, he thought he gave the dude who was really posing as a girl, $50 to do the job. Now he did this to other men and I think he got beat up and deleted. So the person who was posing as a woman, he carried it off long enough to have men have some sort of sexual thing, right, with them. So he did it well enough to pass. And then when the dudes found out, one dude beat him to death. So what he said was not far off. Now, I don't know how you can carry that off. I don't know how you don't see the red flags in this story. I don't know how you got this far. But he got that far. How many? Let's see if I can pull it up. Uh, Red Sings the Blues, by the way. Let me see here. YouTube. Uh, Fair use on Red Sings the Blues. You copyright me, bro. I know you want to interview and all, but hold on. Hold on for a second. I'm going to have to find it. Red Sings the Blues. I'm going to have him describe it. Okay. I found it. Here it is right here. I think he posted this video today. Let's go ahead and listen to the story. In court today, Isime Manitute is now a free man after a jury found him not guilty of second degree murder. The jury deliberated for nearly three and a half hours. Turk said that Atute now has his life back and can pursue his dream of playing football. Dating apps. I tell you guys not to use them. All right, because they are a waste of time. They're a waste of money. And when it comes down to it, some things are not what they appear. And you catch my drift what I'm talking about. Now, you can use dating apps, but I would say to your discretion. All right. I know guys want to hit it and quit it, but this story might want to change your mind a little bit. Even go as far as to make you, you know, want to go outside and actually meet people. And or just, you know, if you want to stay single, stay single. So remember that for So Red Sings the Blues going to set it up. Here it is. So I said fear use. Uh, this is a dating app. He met the person who was posing as a woman on a dating app. And then he eventually met the person in person. And it was past enough that he thought this was a woman. Former Virginia football player, Ishiman Itute. Yeah, he's found not guilty. Now, when I say, you know, I'm very surprised at that, I am actually very surprised that he is not guilty. But it follows this. But it all comes down to catfishing. All right. Now, there was a show called Catfish, and you saw a lot of people get exposed for being catfishes, trying to get dates and stuff like that. Now, let's read the story and see what they are talking about. So, Etute, a Virginia freshman linebacker, has been charged second-degree murder, which carried that sentence to 5 to 40 years. And the reason why they dropped all that and called him not guilty was because Jerry Smith, yeah, not that one, 40 years old, catfished uh, Ishiman Etute under the name Angie. Now, Angie. <laughs> Angie. First things first, like I said, guys, there are red flags everywhere. Okay, Angie. There's the red flags in the communist Chinese parade right there. Renee, it's like, bruh, I already know that that is a catfish name. All right, you already know that something's not right there. And like I said, for guys, when it comes down to dating apps, if you are trying to find somebody on a dating app, Make sure that you are, you know, FaceTiming this person and or video chatting this person, because, again, you never know. You 
never know. That's true. That's facts. That's facts about dating apps. I mean, be very suspicious. I mean, I haven't been ever tricked or anything like that. I just always say the women look bigger in person than their pictures. Right? They always look 40 pounds, 30 pounds heavier than their picture, no matter what, and older. All right, because it, it's so easy to do that. Ask somebody for the video chat. You'll thank me later, all right? It just, it quickens everything. All right, now, Etute said that in April 2021 that he they were talking and he went to Smith's apartment and that's when, you know, stuff happened. He received a BJ and a $50 gift card from Smith, all right? And first things first, it was dark and all that other stuff. You would have, I mean, that was another red flag right there. All right. You don't know who this person was. He just went into a dark room. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you're going in there, you know, red flags everywhere. So, you know, you, you, you could have. Etute was not. But didn't you hear a voice? You didn't hear a voice or anything like. Only the other person. That was, you know, falling for these tricks. Okay. A few other guys have been falling for the catfish. That was Jerry Smith. And well, they found out that this woman was a man and they put the beating on him. And when it came down to it, you know, Smith got the beat down of a lifetime. All right. Well, of not a lifetime. So, um, and I'm not encouraging people. Shout out to Red Sings the Blues. Go over to his channel. Give him a like and subscribe to this video. Thanks for letting us use that. He did get deleted. Well, he could have. Oh, the other guy could have got deleted. I don't. Man, that story, man, is weird. But that's just going back to what we originally talked about. That some guys, especially young guys, they're either not going to care or not going to know. Shout out to you. Nick Fury says, don't be talking about my state of Alabama. Shout out to <laughs> All right, uh, Columbus, Ohio's mad at me. Tupelo, Mississippi, now Alabama. All right, uh, who else? San Antonio's definitely mad at me for sure. Shout out to Cameron. We're going to call you. He says, I bet his baby mamas are looking for a good man now. Yes, they are. And he's a deadbeat, even though he got all that money. Lawrence Mack says that the, 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 the Tuskegee experiment has never ended. I know you guys don't see that, but... <laughs> Man, shout out to my man, Riskly Rewarding. You are shadow banned. I never get updates. What a damn shame. They got me out of there. Shout out to these people, man. And what do I say? Man, there's people way worse than me on YouTube. I'm not even close. Shout out to Michael for the tuition. By the way, everything that I say is backed up by the numbers and the data and the trajectory of society and books and scholars and research. Everything I say is backed up. I don't know why they mad at me. Like, I'm literally just warning you, and I always pull up a source that shows you. Even these people say it. What a weird time, man. Shout out to uh, Water Sport, we'll call you, I believe. He says, uh, thumbs up for the free agent lifestyle. Went to Europe and scored a hot Russian. All right, Natasha, Anastasia. All right, shout out to the hot Russian. I know she had pretty feet. Dog, you want to drink me? I want to drink your blood. Ivanka, Ivanka, drink your blood. I need to work on my Russian accent. <laughs> Simon Small, for the Gordita Fund, shout out to the Nasty Boys. Where was I at recently? I saw a whole bunch of Gorditas. I was like, they everywhere, bro. I think I was in Walmart in Nevada. I had to stop over in Walmart in Nevada. I was like, 
I don't know where people watch me. But um, when I leave, when I leave the Pacific Coast and I go to other places, I cannot believe how overweight people are. Now, you might find this normal. And this is the stuff people get mad at. But people are out of shape. I mean, there used to be a word called out of shape, right? But just think about the phrase. Think about it. Out of shape. There's some people out of shape. I'm really looking at them like, like, how does your body get like, there's no way your body should ever look like that. Like, what do you need to do? He said, round is a shape. And this isn't just women, it's men too. How does your body achieve that? I want to know. I can't do it. I got a little bit of, I got a two-pack, and I don't be doing no kick-ass exercise. I'm concerned. Like, what does it need to, uh, what would you need to consume to have everything hanging? Yeah, looking like an egg. I'm like, I don't get it. And these people have young children. They have a man or a boyfriend. They have a woman walking alongside of them, pushing their cart with their chest leaning over the uh the handlebars and everything else hanging off their body. I don't I'm thoroughly confused. I I'm I don't get it. Like look, I'm not judging you, but what I'm saying is how does your body achieve that? What would you have to need to consume to make that happen? I I don't know a lifestyle like that. I can't believe it's just McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, how many times would you have to eat that to get to that? And then what would you have to do to not, like, to keep that going? What, Mountain Dew? I don't know. I'm thoroughly, like, I don't get it. And I don't eat that healthy. Like, I don't measure my food and I don't count my macros. I'm not a lunatic when it comes to nutrition. But something is really up with our world that people literally be getting like that. And then they mad when you're looking at them and they pulling Twinkies out the back of their pocket. Like, you're looking at them like, you sure you want to? <laughs> like, when they at the Dairy Cream about to eat a scoop of ice cream, you're looking at them like, you sure you, like, that's what you want to do, huh? I dare you judge me. I'm really, really concerned. That, like, I want to know. I mean, I want to see somebody literally do that. I want to see you over a period of time put that amount of weight on. I want to see you. I want to see a picture of you now and then do whatever they tell you to do to make that happen. And then four years later, I want to see that and be like, damn. Like, okay, what did you do? And if you're like that, man, I don't know what you need to do. Like, there ain't no workout plan to even get rid of that. <sighs> I'm concerned. I'm not judging. I'm just thinking, like, like not even a walk down the street, not even walking your dog. Like, you didn't do nothing. You just sat up and not didn't get off the couch. You, you didn't do nothing. Like, you didn't go to work. Like, these people got jobs, too, like. Man, 
I, I'm literally like, I, it blows me away. Like when I leave the, I, w- listen, where I live, you be hard pressed to find somebody 25 pounds, maybe 30, maybe 40 pounds overweight in my whole neighborhood. There ain't nothing but ironing boards walking around here. Straight ironing boards. I would say 80% of the people walking around here looking like, looking like Kaylee ironing board. Even the older women, 40, 45, they looking like they walk at ironing boards. Just as yesterday, Memorial Day, I was uh, walking near the pool. It was nothing but 40-year-old divorcees out there with pretty feet looking like ironing boards. Nobody fat was out there. I mean, if they were fat, they were they were like, um, they were out of shape slightly. Slightly, slightly out of shape, meaning they could go on a nutrition plan. They could go on a diet. They could go hardcore for about a year, and they'd be right back into some sort of, but I'd be, I, like, I go to Dallas, Texas, and I was like, <laughs> like, what happened? Because where I was, there was a lot of people from Louisiana that came in. And I was like, these people are in their mid-30s, and they look like that. Like, what, what's, the, what's the rest of life look like? Like, what does the rest of your natural, what do they call, what they would call functional life look like? I'm wondering. Like, you look like that at 35. What's your, what are you going to function at as a 45-year-old? What about at 55? What about at 60? What about people when they carry your casket? Are you worried about that? You're not. Okay, I don't know. I'm not judging. I'm just literally like, I, I, to me, I'm blown away. It blows me away. I'm like, I'm not used to it. I know it exists. I just not used to it. I'm here and most people are fit. They're somewhat fit. I'm here. There's old men and old women that are on HGH and they're ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and if they're not, they will pay a trainer $1,000 a month to try to achieve it. That's what neighborhood I live in. There was a dude in my uh, where I go to do my stretch lab, and this dude was 72. He looked like he looked like 50, he looked probably like 64. And he had muscles all over his body. He was ripped. That's what I be like, that's what I'm around all the time. People cheating the system. They on testosterone, HGH steroids this is what i'm around the where the healthy people they old as hell and they out here looking like so then i leave southern Cal- i leave the pacific coast and i go <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> like wow never seen kinkles like this i don't want people to be mad at me about this particular show i'm very concerned i like this cannot be this cannot go on your life cannot go. You're not enjoying life like that. That's what I say. You're not enjoying life like that. There's no way. I I feel out of shape. When I walk outside, I'm like, damn, let me keep my shirt on. I didn't do my workout for the last couple of weeks. Then I show up on the scene somewhere else. I'm concerned about people's functional lives. But again, uh, the data is showing that what they're what I'm seeing is actually true. So if you want to be mad, be mad at the data right here. Half of the U.S. population will be obese by 2030. 
Obese, not out of shape. Obese. I'm concerned. Brothers, if, if I'm talking to you and you feel convicted today, and you're convicted, it's time to turn your life around. Do you want them people to carry your casket? They won't be able to carry it. They're going to have to put your ass in an incinerator. And be on guard because it's going to be a grease fire at the damn end of the damn thing. You might burn the whole damn thing down by the time that grease get the popping. Let's turn your life around now. We want to have function. We're not just going to be sitting here being overweight like that. I, I don't. I don't advise that. I want people to. And ladies, if you're watching me, I'm. I listen. You don't need to be getting a man. You need to get in shape. All right. We need to start getting to the point where that we don't accept that. I want all of the people who view me to take that as a message. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just absolutely appalled at how people can do that to themselves. This is your one life, and you let yourself get like that. It is time to turn the corner right now. And you start off, like I told you, start off small. Do not think you're going to do, I'm going to run a half marathon. Forget about it. Try to run halfway around the damn Circle K. All right, stop with the half marathon and all of these damn Instagram goals. You're not going to be David Goggins overnight. Start running around 7-Eleven. All right, run around your car when you're filling up the gas tank. All right, let's start there first. One day at a time, one goal at a time, let's get it all together. People overreach. That's the biggest thing that I've learned as a fitness professional is people come in and they show me a picture of Jennifer Lopez and they say they want to look like her. And I'll be like, you're 46. The picture of J-Lo you got, she was 32. All right. First of all, if you want me to do that, you're going to have to be here every day. And I'm going to charge you $200 an hour because that's what J-Lo char charges her trainer to be there every day. He probably makes $1,000 an hour. So the hell are you talking about? J-Lo, let's just start with Aunt Flo. All right, first. <laughs> you about like J-Lo. What? Good Lord. Uh, people, man, what's going on, man? Shout out to Simon Small. Sorry for getting sidetracked. Shout out to Christopher J. Late to school, catch you on the replay. Go get your edumacation, man. Higher image status says for next Red Dawn remake will be obese Americans. It will. The next, the uh, um, we actually have that show called uh, the movie. Here's a movie reference for you that I always show you about. And they kind of showed you Wall E. I'm going to get a copyright on this, but I got to show you. Uh, let me see here. While E was talking about this particular type of syndrome here. Let me see something here. Human dystopia. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can uh, show it to you here. Oh, and the, your, your mobile phone's doing you no favors. You guys need to put the phone down. I know some of you watch me on the phone. But afterwards, man, y'all need to stop. Your dating app, y'all need to kill them damn phones, man. They ain't doing you no favors. All right, but here it is right here. I'll play a little bit of it. Over here. Fair fair use is gonna do us no good. I'm gonna have to clip it out. 
Oh. Everything you need to be happy. There it is. They selling happiness. All right, so I'm, that's all I'm going to play. If you guys want to see that part of the movie in Wall-E, they talked about it. They talked about it. it it's kind of what we're going to. And again, what you, you want to show it so people don't be mad at me. Uh, it's literally said right here. I mean, we're headed there already. By 2030, that's going to be half of us. Oh, man. World. <sighs> what am I doing? All right, cash apps and PayPal's. How do you delete someone like that and get off? I don't know. I'm thoroughly confused. Shout out to Sheldon Ross. How in the world does he delete the person and got off of that crime? They must have thought that crime was I'm, I'm they must have thought that crime was so appalling that they got him off of that crime. Shout out to Jack Vendetta, cultural Marxism at its finest. Too bad people didn't pass uh, American government, civics, world world history, economics. People, those were your worst grades in school. Then you went to get a liberal arts degree. You guys know absolutely nothing. I don't know a whole bunch either, but damn. Right? <laughs> it's your boy right here. I know that this is not good. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. We were introducing legislation. That has never turned out well for the citizens. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> That has never in the history of the world turned out good for the citizen. But you didn't study the world here. You don't know. You don't know any better. I don't know anything. This is what I'm talking about. You guys will do it. And by the way, by the way, look at the people clapping for this. All right. What? Can you say beta? Look at the people that are behind this goofy stuff. Look at these. There ain't a man represented in here. This dude breathing through his mouth so much that his mask is expanding. Every this is a mouth breather. Let's go ahead and turn the look at his mask. A national freeze. Look at his mask, just inhaling, exhaling. Look at that. Mouth breather, knuckle dragger, all right. Ham and egger, lemming, NPC. Look at all these old people in the back. What are y'all worried about? You already made it. <laughs> you already lived a good life. Now your legislation going to get me slaughtered out here into the gulag. This is why my stream gets slowed down. <laughs> Never in the history of population has that been good for the individual citizen. But you'll be all safe. <laughs> Where are we at here? Uh, this is why people hate me. Shout out to Jeffy. Jeffrey, we're going to call you Gemini. Five guys will get you. Wait, five guys will get you. He says these Cajun fries are on fire. What? Oh, five guys. Oh, five guys. Cajun fries. I know. I was like, what? Five guys will get you overweight, I guess. 
there's no way. I can't eat. Even if I tried, they had a movie. Maybe I'll do this on YouTube. I'll try to get fat. They had the guy fit the fat. They had the dude that did the McDonald's experiment and how much weight he gained and how much diabetes he had. I'm going to eat fast food every day, every meal. Shit, I've been done, barely done that already. I'll do it and see in 30 days do I get overweight. Shout out to Malik. He says on the grind, but it is also a slow Tuesday, coach. You guys know what that means. All right. Where are we at here? Made in Lago says Mexican or Mexico and Colombia cleaner working women. Trust me. So um, are you the cl cleaner or are they the cleaner? And they're working women. So, um, guys, that is going on. Boy, that's one of the parts of society that people don't really want to realize that these people are working. Uh, some of these people are working women. On the side. I mean, in, this is happening in the suburbs, too. A lot of times a suburban person will, a suburban person, a suburban housewife or a suburban family may go under financially, and the wife will start turning tricks. It doesn't happen a lot, but it, it happens. So uh, it's a it's a cold world out there. You just got to see it. I know you. it's not easily seeable, and it's also easy to dismiss it. That's not happening to me. Uh, it's not something that people talk about on a daily basis. Did I get, we got three more PayPals. And then it'll be a Rapsky. Then we'll let them do what they do. Let me make sure I'm not saying government names too. So shout out to Psych for Prez. Listening for a few months, I now realize Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Paris ain't walking through that door. Coaches Phil Dak Jackson trying to turn us into MJ. All right. Yeah, it's over, man. The, the 80s are over. The 90s are over. 2000 is over. Um, hey, you're just going to be told what to do. You're going to like it. Um, you're, you're not going to be able to voice your, dis, your displeasure. Democracy or some, some that's coming to an end. You guys are all going to be consumers. You'll own nothing and like it. <laughs> yeah. mm. oh by the way the people who are setting the laws are running off with your money gotta get my bag and run <laughs> uh they're taking it off right off the top right off the top they're like man they do uh one people are like no 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 okay uh if you noticed harold l says before I, i'll end on that one sir please check your brake lines because you're beyond a nuisance to the NWO. He says these this year's streams thus far, especially in the months of February and May, turbo. All right, they gonna get after me. I don't know, man. I'm not telling anything that you guys don't know. Maybe I'm introducing it to somebody who might not be aware. Uh, let me show you something. I'm gonna show you right here because people are like, no, 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 no. Let me see here. Uh, let's see. How do I look this up? Here we go right here. This is it right here. This is it right here. Um, oh, there actually was um, there was another story that came out about this that I shared with you. But this is the this is the wealth transfer. And when I say wealth transfer, I, I don't necessarily mean there's nefarious people doing this with the intent to do this. And 
Like they didn't design it. They just took advantage of it. Here it is right here. Different name, same address, how big companies got government loans meant for small businesses. And many of these companies, they had to be listed. Once you do the research on who these companies are, these were companies that were major corporations already, major somewhat stable corporations. And I believe uh, the, the story that came out last month of something that I said was happening. It said that some, let me see here. Uh, I can't get a, uh, here it is. 55, I'm oh, sorry, 525 billion of those dollars went to large corporations. And of course, they ironing out Trump and airing his ass out and all of that. All right. But these people got your money. It was meant for you. 1% of PP borrowers got just a quarter. So 1% of the PP borrowers that needed it got just one quarter of the loan money. Or the top 1% got a quarter of the loan money. And the largest companies that took the payroll money. Here it is right here. Look at this. Oh, my Lord. This can't be true. All right, Jesus. Is this one? Is this the, the story right here? PP loans to public corporations. Look at the, look at these companies. Loan them out. 6.7 million, 7.2 million, 4.9, 6.9 million, 6 million, 4 million, 8 million. Jesus. They got your money, man. This was this is beyond. This is the biggest wealth transfer in the history of the United States. And they did it mostly on PPP loan. That was meant for the normal part. You got 1500 bucks once or twice that you had to pay taxes on. You barely got, you got a child tax credit. <laughs> BLM got 90 million and they bought mansions, buying large mansions. So when we say wealth transfer, there were people that didn't have any morals that said, it's time to take the money. They putting the money out here, we taking it. And what are you doing? You're sitting back in your moral high ground, in your moral high chair, and saying, we're going to make it, and they need to do things to help us. They opened the door to help you. All you had to do was go in and steal it. But you didn't do it because you had high morality. And guess what? You broke. <laughs> the world, and, and guess what? None of these people going to catch any smoke. You know who going to catch smoke? People that got an extra 50 bucks, people who stole, uh, people who go into Target in California and steal and put stuff in the bag. And then you guys are all, all these people are stealing and they stealing $990 worth of stuff. Then you're going to play a video of these goofballs walking in brazenly and stealing at Target. And you're going to say society's destroying, uh, sir, ma'am, you missed the wealth transfer. That $990 means nothing. Compared to what these people got away with. They got your money. They got your big dollars. Right? What they doing in Target is not even close to what these people did right in front of your face. And what that means is, to, I think what it means is they know this is the beginning of the end. This is the last great run of the great United States. In my opinion, meaning we'll be here. There's This is not saying the United States is over. This is not saying that. But this is the last great run. 
Like we'll be hovering into mediocrity like Britain and France in the next 150 to 200 years. They got your money. They got it at the top. And they're going to use that to stay richer and richer and richer. And you're going to be broker and broker and broker. That's it. And we're going to a global economy. We'll hover into some sort of mid. You'll be happy enough to get $1,500. You'll vote goofballs in. You'll let them take your firearms. like <laughs> So you can't be protected. They have all the money. And then they are now dictating to you. What a great, 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 great thing that we've seen, man. It's unbelievable. And we will, this is, I think these people know. The people at the top know. This, this, this was it. Get what you can. Grab it now. If you don't get it now, you ain't getting it. If you ain't getting it, like if you're not rich now, you ain't being, you ain't going to be rich. Especially if you give up your firearms and, you know what I mean, like, uh, because whatever you get, if you become rich and you ain't got no means to protect yourself, somebody can come in and take it. <laughs> they can just go take it from you. What if they come to the door, you owe 18 million in taxes? How are you going to defend yourself? You're going to give up the ghost. What if somebody comes to your door? Hey, I, I see you're rich now. Well, we're broke and we live next door to you. You ain't got no way to protect yourself. They coming right through your door. Yeah, but oh, no more school shootings, right? Yeah, I mean, what a world. What what a, what a, look. <laughs> and, and they lean on your morality to get the laws passed. Straight jack. Straight Jack. Man, oh, man. All right, I think I got everybody, man. Shout out to you, man. Uh, stay alive, stay safe, stay well, uh, and all that stuff, man. And we're going to be out of here. Shout out to Chi-Town. Chi-Town, Chi-Town. Let's give you a clip on the way out today. I know I've been not giving y'all a good clip. Shout, shout out to the Dining Dashers out here.